Welcome to Clear the Clutter. My name is Margaret, and this podcast is where I give you practical and spiritual advice to get your time back so you can finally spend it how you really want. Hello, hello. Welcome to today's episode. So today's episode, episode number 50, is starting fresh. So timing, of course, if you're listening to this in some semblance of a live aspect and you're not going through the archives, basically New Year's has just passed. January 6th has just passed. For me, it's an exciting day, not because of anything political, but because it is three wise kings. And so it is the holiday that means a really big deal to me. Like it's a lot. Like I'm not a big Christmas person. It's just not my vibe. Never really grew up that way. But Three Wise Kings has always been my jam. And normally what that means is basically from Christmas to New Year's, I I appease a bunch of other people and I do the things and I celebrate the Christmas stuff. So we buy the gifts and we share the gifts and all that jazz, right? But like when Three Wise Kings comes, for me, that is like the start of my year. By then, I have taken the time basically from Christmas and I kind of benchmark, you know, obviously New Year's, but from Christmas to about Three Eyes Kings, I really start thinking, okay, well, what do I want to accomplish in the next year? What do I want to achieve? What went right? What went wrong? My dad likes to call it, you know, let's do the, um, oh God, now of course I'm going to forget the phrase. Um, of course I'm going to forget the phrase, but basically my dad has a specific phrase that I'll magically remember in a little bit. Um, lessons learned. That's what it was. So my dad loves to do lessons learned again, being a project manager for his basically entire life, you know, Oh, what were the lessons learned? What went right? What went wrong? And I use the same concept again. He did, you know, talk me (laughs) and message me into becoming a project manager, but I use the same concepts, right? I like to go over what went right, what went wrong. And so for me, I use the time, again, more so New Year's to Three Wise Kings than anything. But I use that six-day window to be like, okay, well, while everyone else and their brothers are running around like a nut job, I've got to do this and I have to accomplish that. Like, I actually step back and evaluate truly what went right. Like, damn, that was a good move or damn, that was a good decision. I look for those moments. I kind of try and piece out why did that happen? And then the same thing, what went wrong? Did I have bad expectations? Did I not follow through? Why did I not follow through? Did I not understand what I was getting myself into? Did I realize once I was in it, I just totally hated it. So I really take that time to digest it and digest my past year so that when I'm going into my next year, again, this is one of those things that I'm doing that helps me quantum leap. So I don't like to say that I set New Year's resolutions because I don't. It's not a let me set this goal just because it's the beginning of the year. This is the same process that I use every time I start something new, every time I start something fresh. When I was getting ready to start the podcast in in general, before like the first episode was ever even recorded, I used this process. As we were getting ready to start our agricultural business, we used this process. When we were getting ready to move from one side of Florida to the other side of Florida, we used this process. So I'm just happening to apply it to the new year, but I want you to think of it as truly a fresh start. Um, I was reading in, I forgot if it was in the Wall Street Journal or if it was in Kellogg's, uh, no, I think it was in Kellogg. It was a Kellogg email newsletter 
Um, it's a Kellogg School of Management, and they've got some fascinating reading. If you're extra geeky like me, which if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably extra geeky. So I would sign up for their newsletter because it's really good. But the one that they were talking about, obviously, again, in current time, they're talking about the great, the great resignation in, in I was going to say Florida, but in the United States, how a bunch of people are leaving their job, quitting their job, changing jobs, changing industries, doing all this change, right? And basically the hypothesis of the newsletter and that article in particular was that people have a desire to re can regain control over their lives. And I was like, hmm, there is a point to that. It's not necessarily saying that that only happens right now because of everything that's going on and all the changes and sacrifices that people have had to make because of COVID. It's not that. It's in general. Every time you have this desire to start fresh or do something new or blow up your life is because you're trying to re- gain control over your life and maybe it doesn't have to be something drastic it could be hey i'm tired of being x amount of pounds overweight so fuck it i want to get back into my skinny jeans so that can be a desire again to quote unquote regain regain a small portion of your life but that's the underlying current of all of this so when i was thinking okay what am i going to do for the podcast episode and i purposely put it off until today just so i could let it marinate in the back of my head i was like okay well starting fresh clearly that's going to be the theme it makes sense it's vibing with me right now it's literally what's on my wall in my office but how do i translate that into a podcast because in my head it felt very messy and i was like okay well what am i actually doing right now and that's one of the things again i like to do if i'm going to be teaching something that's basically live going around in the background of my life, I pay attention to what I'm actually doing. So before this episode even started, what I was like, okay, well, what's the big picture for the year? I had already been working on probably for the last maybe three, four weeks, I've been working on creating a new um, kind of arcing theme of what I want my life to look like and feel like in 2022. Um, So I had that already done in Evernote. I had my phrases, I had my mantras, I had pictures that represented that. I had some like kind of big outliers. And then I was like, okay, let me go ahead and write down the goals for the podcast. So I looked at last year's numbers, I looked at last year's accomplishments, again, what went right, what went wrong, the quote unquote lessons learned. And I was like, okay, well clearly we're gonna double that this year because I'm not available for anything less than doubling. So then I'm going and I'm writing down how many listens I want to hit, how many courses I want to launch this upcoming year or this current year, how much money I want to make, um, how much merch I want to sell, things like that, like all these cup ideas and, and hoodies and pillows and, um, you know, oh God, what's the word? Um, posters. That's the word I was looking for. Posters. And maybe if I can and I can handle it, I'd love to get into maybe doing, you know, like journal prompt decks and things like that. So all of this stuff, I'm writing it down and I'm like, well, there you go. That's the podcast. It's not just a matter of starting fresh. Clearly the desire is there, but how do you actually start fresh? How do you do this so that it's not necessarily unsexy, but it's in a very systematic way. So again, the timeless principles that I'm teaching you, you can take it and apply it to anything. Starting a new job, you can use the same principles. Starting the new year, you can use the same principles. Starting a side hustle, you can use the same principles. Starting a new routine, you can use the same principles. It's all there. It's just a matter of what fresh thing do you want to apply it to. So with that being said, in that five minute, six minute long intro as to how this episode about starting fresh is relevant for you, especially right now because change is in the air, the new year has just hit. 
basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to focus on three big ideas. And then of course, at the end, I'm going to give you your journal prompts, journal prompts, just like always are going to be on Instagram. They're going to be on Pinterest. I might be able to even have some more bandwidth and put them on TikTok. They're going to be on Facebook. They're going to be on the website. So the journal prompts will be a downloadable photo for you wherever you want them. Doesn't matter. Um, so just go ahead and click on the link in the show notes at the end of this, and you can go ahead and do it that way. If you're in a, an appropriate space or safe space or whatever space you want to call it, if you're in the right space, you're more than welcome to answer these questions out loud as I'm talking about them at the end of the podcast. But basically, you'll have your six journal prompts at the end, and then we're going to go over three main themes in this episode of Starting Fresh. I'm going to help you identify and then focus on what that big picture is, I'm going to help you identify the feeling that you're chasing. And then after that, I'm going to teach you or give you a minimum, probably a bajillion examples of how to subliminal message the fuck out of your brain so that you can reprogram yourself. So those are going to be the three big things. And then of course, again, I'll help support you so that you can translate this goal into your own life with the journal prompts at the end. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get started. So how to identify and then focus on the big picture. So one thing I've always done, and again, in my twenties, I wasn't necessarily conscious of it. I would pick a theme. I would pick a goal. Um, I remember, I think it was like 24, maybe getting ready to turn 20. I think it was like 23, 24. And I was like, okay, I really want to focus on my mindset. So early, early on, I'm like, okay, well, this is going to be the theme of the year. It's going to be mindset, mindset, this mindset, that psychology and facial facial recognition and body language and, you know, unconscious desires and all of that stuff that led me into, well, demon making a a cameo in the podcast, but that led me into Danielle Laporte and all these other uh, famous authors that I have listed in the books. I loved part of my, my website, but I picked a theme, but what I had never thought of was, I was like, okay, I either would pick a theme and it would be drastically big and vague. Like I'm going to focus on my mindset. Like what the fuck is that? Right. Or I pick something so small that I would accomplish it in a very short time frame, And then I'd be like, cool. I accomplished my goal. I could go ahead and coast for the rest of the year. I never was able to get the right mixture of the quote unquote big picture in play. So what I started doing probably in my late twenties was recognizing that clearly having a word for the year or a feeling for the year or a very, very small goal for the year wasn't working. Like trying to have all these different themes and different goals and different competing um, desires. Cause again, just like everyone else, we're human, right? Things change. So I don't want you to feel like whatever I'm telling you, you have to be locked into. I want you to lock into it as long as it makes sense in your life and it feels good and it's moving you forward. But I'll give you an example. Sometimes I would go, like I said, in my early twenties, I would focus on like a word, like I want to focus on my mindset, but I had no tangible metrics to be like, okay, cool. I've accomplished focusing on my mindset. It never was. I'm going to accomplish, I'm going to focus on my mindset and therefore I'm going to read 50 psychology books this year. And they're going to be in a diverse range, anything related to psychology in the brain. So then that way I can feel like I've accomplished something. There was no metric to know that, Hey, you won. Or if I did, I would say, okay, cool. I'm going to focus on my mindset, but this month I'm going to do this. And it was such a small minuscule thing that I would have a hard time piecing it back into the big picture. So then by June or July, I had done a bunch of these little random things 
But in the grand scheme, in the grand fabric of what I wanted to accomplish in that year, for that example, it just didn't make sense. It was very mishmashy. So yes, I might have read five books here or done this free course there or done this email newsletter or done meditation on this app, but none of it kind of flowed. It was it was as if a sync, uh, not a synchrony, uh, a band was playing, but like one part of the band was playing one song and the other part of the band was playing the second half of the song and they were playing it at the same time. So yes, both parts of the band are banding or, you know, doing their thing, right? But they're not in sync. They're not in harmony because they didn't know what the start, the middle and the end of the quote unquote song was. So we're already getting into <laughs> my weird ass analogies, but you know, run with it, right? If you have way too small of a focus, then you're setting yourself up for failure because you're going to accomplish it. And then you're going to be like, cool, I accomplished it. I can coast now. I can relax. I can take a breather. I can do this. I can do that. And you don't stretch yourself and you don't grow. And then when you have too big or too vague of a goal or idea or a, a desire for a fresh start, again, it's so vague that how the fuck do you know that you accomplish it? If I was sitting with you in East BFE, Florida, and we were having coffee at a coffee shop um, in town, whatever, right? Walking around, the, walking around Main Street, doing whatever, right? But if you and I were together and you said, hey, Maggie, I want to focus on my mindset. I'd be like, okay, sweet. I love it. What the fuck does that mean? How do I hold you accountable? Again, that's my part of this equation for you. That's why I create these podcast episodes. My desire is for you to think outside of the box or maybe use a different perspective when you're thinking, but also to help hold yourself accountable. So my answer and my question, well, my question I should say would be, great, how do I support you? How do I hold you accountable? So that's where I want you to quote unquote, focus on one thing. And so in general, I like to focus for the year. I, I pick threes. If three is my number, maybe your number's two, maybe your number's four. I try not to pick a super big number because then it can get extra messy. But everything I do is in a, a series of threes. So I'll pick three big, 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 big themes for the year. So one theme for the, and I'll tell you, because again, I share everything with you, right? So the three big themes of the year, like if I boiled it down to true, truly only three things, my first one would be double our income. Figure out what I can do, how I can become more efficient, how I can think bigger, dream bigger, do better, do whatever, right? So that I can help scale on my part, our income in our household. Ben has always been good about that. I have always been, in a sense, envious of it. And it got to the point where I made it so that he was on like this pedestal and was like, oh, well, I can never get there. And I was like, well, yes, you can, Margaret. You just have to put the same amount of work in that he does. So with one of the big arching themes of the year, again, because I pick three, would be doubling our income. The second one is making our plant business sell X amount of plants this year. And then our my third one, because again, I like to do everything's in threes, is go ahead and get a better defined arms around my podcast. So I have podcast specific numbers, I have X, Y, and Z. So within that, of course, I'll say, okay, those are my three themes that I'm focusing on for the year doubling our income, selling X amount of plants in the plant business and hitting X amount of numbers, either in listens or course launches or dollars made in the podcast. That is how I know I am successful. So if I was sitting across from you and said East BFE, Florida, muggy <laughs> weather, and we were walking around Main Street or we were having coffee or doing whatevs, and you had to hold me accountable, I could give you metrics and say, I know I have 
accomplished something because our income was this in 2021 and this number means this is what I'm shooting for in 2022. We have sold X, Y, and Z plants in 2021 and I want to sell X amount of plants in 2022. My podcast did X, Y, and Z in numbers and course launches in 2021, and I want to do X, Y, and Z in 2022. There's still room. It's still fresh. It's not a stagnant, stifling feeling, but at the same time, I can identify what that really big picture is, and then I can go ahead and translate it into, okay, well, cool. Here's the big picture. Here's the big theme. Again, even within my, my theme of three, I break down those things into threes. Cause again, that's just how my brain works. Everything I do is in threes because it just makes Maggie happy. So within, let's say the podcast, I have the three metrics that I cared about, uh, courses launched dollars made podcast numbers. I don't know, hit, let's say for lack of a better word. Right? So I have my three things within my one goal of my big three. Within the plant business, I have, okay, we want to sell X amount of plants. So that means blah, blah, blah. And again, I, I break it down. So I have a tangible metric. So I know when I'm on path and when I'm not on path. And then same thing for doubling our income. I'm not saying that the money, ha I'm not saying any particular way that the money has to come, but I know that there are things that I have invested in. I know that there are things that I could do that would be super fucking low hanging fruit. So again, I'm going to use those as the metric so that I can hold myself accountable. So it doesn't matter what area of my life I'm focusing on. I know how to hold myself accountable, but at the same time, at least for me, those goals feel very inspiring. So that's the other part of this. So if you're, if you're thinking of, oh, <laughs> okay, I'm totally having a moment here, but when I was writing the show notes before I hit the record button, I'm like, okay, well, what are the things I'm going to be talking about? I legitimately put everything in three. I'm like, okay, here are the three things I'm going to focus on in this podcast. That was not conscious. And I just realized looking at it too, the journal prompts is two sets of threes. It's six. So again, three is just three is my number. It always has been, always will be right. So Basically, once you've identified your big picture, well, actually, we're going to put a pin in that real quick before we go into idea number two. I said something that I don't know if y'all might have paid attention to or not. I said I'm going to focus on doubling our household's income. Who in God's freaking creation do you have in your social network, your friends, who you follow that says, you know what, this year I'm going to focus on my income and I'm going to double the fucker. Now I'm going to get a measly 2% range and increase. I'm going to get a little baby bonus. Shoot, I might get a $10,000 bonus or whatever the number is, right? No, I'm talking full on, fully committed, fully open to doubling, doubling, doubling. Literally, what you made last year, you make it in six fucking months, doubling your income. The only person I have ever heard talked about this was Amanda Francis, and she said that shit years ago. And I was captivated, and I was a little shocked, and I was slightly disgusted, to be honest. I was like, oh my God, who is this woman to say she's going to double her income? And motherfucker has doubled her income damn near every single year. And I'm like, mother freaking fucker, if she takes this and she focuses on it, I'm disgusted by it because I'm jealous. I'm jealous because I feel like she's doing something that I'm not allowed to do. And I, I'm jealous and I'm disgusted and all that because in the, at the end of it, I want it. I want to be the one that doubles my income every year. I want to be like, yeah, fuck yeah. Last year I made double or I made this, I did that. And now I'm going to make even more and I can give even more money to Kiva and I can give even more money to 
uh, building water pumps in third world countries. And I can give even more money to mastiffs to be rescued. I can give more and more and more because I have more and more coming in. And again, you don't have to justify what you're doing with your money. I trust that you're a good hearted person. I trust that you're a kind person that is taking care of yourself. And then therefore, when you feel that you have the capability and the bandwidth, you're taking care of others. But Again, I want you to focus on the big picture. It took me years before I was ever comfortable to say, I'm going to double our income. That is going to be my focus. This truly, again, genuinely, truly is the first year I have ever felt comfortable saying that. Before, it would be like, I just want to maintain because I really had a problem maintaining my income. Um, it was very you know, roller coastery, or, you know, even after that, once we started getting comfortable and maintaining, I'm like, okay, cool. We're going to focus on our energetic minimums and maximums, things I've talked about in the past, or even, you know, we've gone and said, okay, well, we're not necessarily ready to say we're going to double, but we're comfortable saying we want to make a specific number above or a specific number outside of our day jobs. Right? So I've, I've flirted and come close to the idea, but again, I've never said, flat out with confidence and love and excitement, I'm going to double my income. So I just want to put that out there for whoever needs it, whatever person is listening to this that needs it. I don't care if you need it now. I don't care if you need it five years from now, 10 years from now, whenever you need it, that thought is going to be in the back of your head and it's going to be ready. And when you're ready to double your, double your income, you come find me and let me know. And I will do everything in my power to teach you the timeless principles to help you double your income, right? So there's that. But <laughs> let me go into idea number two of this uh, adorable three themed, uh, you know, message. So basically, I want you to focus on identifying the feeling that you're chasing. So I gave you the big picture. I gave you the specifics on how I set up parameters to identify that I actually hit my big picture. But even beneath that and below that, again, this is why I brought up the mindset, you know, bit in the beginning of the podcast. I recognize that there are certain things that I love. Um, you know, one of my core desire feelings, again, a, a plug from Danielle's book for the desire map, um, was expansiveness and love. Those were two things that if I only had to pick two, which really would have been three, but whatever. If I only had to pick a handful, those were two that were the most important to me. I always had to feel like I had room to breathe. I had room to grow. I was not in something that was stagnant. And I always had to be surrounded by love. Like right now, Again, that's why one of my courses is called Archiving Love. Right now, I've got Kinko sitting in a box on the, the desk. I've got Demon on one side of me, and i got Holly on the other side of me. So I was very conscious of identifying the feeling and then figuring out how to fulfill that feeling using that big picture and then those focus-specific items to fulfill that feeling. Because my belief and my thought process is, if you cannot identify the underlying feeling of what you're trying to achieve, you're going to keep blowing shit up and breaking shit and mending shit and doing this wrong and doing that wrong and, and wasting time because you don't know how to feel satisfied. It's the same thing of like, if you have like a chocolate craving, right? So you can either go out and buy super shitty, ugly ass, you know, basic garbage chocolate and you can eat three of those stupid bars and be like, oh my God, I ate all of this chocolate and I'm still having a hankering for chocolate. Or you could get some high end quality, you know, 
top shelf chocolate, and I know this sounds weird, right? But bear with me. You can either go after the quality and say, I want chocolate, but I don't want just any chocolate. I want that chocolate that does this and tastes like that and makes me feel like this. And oh my God, it is just amazing. And after three pieces, I am so happy that I don't even need any more because I am good. Or you can go after the basic bit of shit, right? So that's the same thing. If you're chasing a feeling, it's going to be a lot easier for you to identify that feeling and, and tie it into your focus, tie it into your big picture versus having it, again, be a band that is outside of out of harmony playing the same song, but they're playing it at different times or different tempos or different speeds. So if I had to go back to this big picture and what feeling I'm chasing this year, the feeling that I'm chasing this year is security. And that might be a little weird and you're like, well, why are you chasing security? You make good money. You do this, you do that. You and Ben have all of these tangible skills. And it's like, yes, we have these tangible skills. Yes, we make good money. Yes, we can hustle. We can do this. We can do that. But I still don't necessarily feel secure. Okay. So if I don't feel secure, what are, again, the, because again, my numbers are three. What are the three different ways I can feel secure? So that is what came into my big picture. Part of feeling secure is not necessarily just money. For me, part of feeling secure is feeling comfortable being online, feeling way more comfortable and being active on Instagram and fuck even probably TikTok and, you know, getting more expressive in the podcast, being comfortable and feeling secure and launching courses, feeling comfortable and secure to launch those cups that I have you know, floating in the back of my head and I have the journal prompts that I want to turn them into and create the merch that I want because I am feeling secure enough that it is safe enough to put myself out there. Again, the other part of that that I'm chasing is doubling our income because again, I don't ever want to feel stagnant and feeling stagnant for me means doing the same thing over and over again. So I feel secure every time I grow. I feel secure by growing the, you know, the plant business with Ben. So I'm chasing that feeling of security and I could give you tons of different examples of how security, just like I did, but even more so, I could give you tons of examples of how security is a big pillar or probably the main, you know, ground floor of all those ideas of what I want to focus on for the big picture. But I go back to the feeling is irrelevant because again, my feeling might not be your feeling. Your feeling might mean that you want stability. Maybe your feeling is that you want to feel consistency. Maybe your feeling is like, fuck this noise. I just had a baby. I just want some sleep. <laughs> Maybe your feeling is, you know, I want to feel comfortable and secure and I can take care of myself, whatever. Again, doesn't matter. Maybe your feeling is fucking, um, oh God, I can feel whoever it is. I can feel you, but like, Maybe your feeling is productivity and you're like, I want to look back and accomplish things. Not just say I spent all this time running around like a chicken with my head cut off, but no, I legit accomplish it. So maybe it's accomplishment, but whatever your feeling is, I want you to identify it because again, if you can identify it, you can roll it into your fresh start. You can roll it into your big picture. So then that way, You've got the, you've got the woo side taken care of. You've got your emotional side taken care of, but you've also got the practical side taken care of as well. And then with that being said, basically the third portion of this episode is going to be how to subliminal message the fuck out of your brain so that you can truly reprogram yourself. 
So, like I was saying earlier in the episode, I ended up taking, I've got, I took a calendar. It was one of those, I don't know, it's not eight by 10. It's, it's bigger than that, but one of those like not jumbo, but kind of decent sized calendars. Um, and I had it, I have it actually on my wall to the right of my um, desk. And I was like, okay, well this, this calendar is from like legit 2020 pre pandemic crap. Right. And again, the pandemic hit and then things just kind of got out of sequence. It just became a thing, right? Everything just became messy and, there was a very big time where it felt like it was just everything I can do to just fucking survive, survive being yelled at by customers, survive having people come in and brag about how they have fucking COVID and then touch everything, survive the not knowing of how dangerous this is going to be, survive, survive, survive. So there was such, uh, there was this time frame of just survival. So clearly I did not focus on my calendar and accomplishing the things I was trying to accomplish at my my feeling that I chased for that portion of the year was fuck it, just survive. <laughs> but I was like, man, that's a really good size piece of paper. So I took the calendar and I flipped it. I don't know. I guess you could call it backwards because the back of every one of those pages is just a clean white sheet. And I was like, perfect. So what I did before I did this episode is I sat down and I'm like, okay, 2022, this is like my podcast room, my podcast studio for lack of a better word. What are going to be the free mess tricks that I want for the podcast? And then I wrote them. I have three little columns. I've got, you know, what is the goal? I've got where I'm at with them. And, and I wrote it. And so every time I either, it's kind of cool the way our office, well, my office is set up. Ben's is different. But it's cool because every time I come into this room, when I open the door, the wall that you see when you open the door is where my you know, newly converted calendar poster board thing is. So I'll take that. And then again, I'll translate that also into Evernote. I'll put it in my 2022, you know, uh, you know, desires list. I'll take that and I'll put it on our bathroom mirror in the master bath and I'll write down what I want. I will take that. And there's been times where I've put it as a calendar reminder on my phone so that it alerts me at, you know, two o'clock every day, blah, blah, blah. This is what you're trying to accomplish. I make it easy for my brain to go, wait, out of everything that's going on, out of all the craziness, all the chaos, all the unexpected shit that's going on, this is what you're focusing on. This would be, if you accomplish X, Y, and Z, you would be so fucking happy, so proud of yourself that this is where, this is where your true north is. So I use every tool at my disposal to do that. I will go ahead and I will make journal prompts off of these things. I will go ahead and write in my journal throughout the year about this stuff. I have it on the wall. I've done it to where I've created multiple sticky notes and I've shoved the sticky notes everywhere, especially at my day job. This is years ago when I used to work in the pharmaceutical industry. I would take it and I worked in a cube farm. I mean, at one company when I worked at WellCare, I think, on our floor alone, there was like 150 people. So like legit cube farm, right? But I would have what my goals were, what my desire was, what my theme was for the year. And I would write it on some sticky notes and then I would put it under my keyboard. And every time I would get overwhelmed or frustrated or like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? I'm never gonna leave the stupid cube farm. I would move my keyboard up. I would see my sticky notes full of, this is what I want to accomplish. I would refocus and go, hey, 
there is a bigger picture to this going on. You just don't know it yet. And I would slide my keyboard back and no one would be the wiser. Because again, no one really cleaned our desks. They would come and they would like take out the garbage or vacuum, but they didn't wipe down our desks. So the person that was wiping down my desk was me. And then if someone did end up moving or having to come sit at my desk because they had to do an override or do something and they needed to move some stuff, they knew I had sticky notes, you know, about like phrases and all that anyway. So they never really paid attention. So it was like, my own little secret thing to kind of get me back on track. I used to take it and I would have the sticky note. This is when I had a, a Z back in the day. We, uh, I had a 350Z, which is like totally my dream car at the moment. I want it again so bad. But like I used to take the sticky note and for a while. I had it where my horn, my the horn emblem is on the center of the steering wheel. I taped it right there. And then Ben's like, what are you doing? It's going to like fade weird in the car. So I took it off. But then I moved it to like the center console of the car. I've done it to where I've had whatever my theme is going to be or the goal or the desire that I'm chasing. I had it as my screensaver or on my desktop background. I will do whatever it takes to put it everywhere that A, it feels safe so that I could go back and recenter myself, but also so that if I need to, I'm not like less, I am probably within 10 steps or 10 clicks or 10 swipes of recentering myself and I, I mean that and I do that and I give you just now dude like even right now I'm looking at my desk and I'm like okay well I've got a poster board from Amanda Francis that helps me focus on doubling my income and thinking bigger and you know allowing it to be easier I've got my my stuff to the right I've got stuff in my phone I've got my Yamaha um, sweet ass leather binder next to me. So I've got all these little pockets and I'm literally just sitting at my desk, just at my desk in the office. That's not including all the other areas I have, you know, what my desires are squirreled away in little places, but I use it as an anchor. So then that way, because again, I'm human, I am so not perfect and I never even want to pretend to portray that I am. But if I get stressed out, if I get pissed off, if I get frustrated, if I'm like this mother trucker just yelled at me over some dumb shit that I literally have no control over. And doesn't he realize that by not being able to have a happy customer and, and give him the parts that he needs, I can't have that as part of my paycheck, blah, blah, blah. When I get spun out and I am pissed off and overwhelmed or maybe even deflated of, oh my God, this is such a big goal. How the fuck am I going to get there? I can use these as a way to bring me back. I can use it as a way to have my true north so then I can just refocus. And and that's it. It genuinely comes down to refocusing. So another thing I've done, again, I'm trying to think of all the things I've done and there's been so many over the years. Some of them have worked, some of them, you know, I don't necessarily need anymore. But I've even done it to where I've created my own audio. Oh my God, I did this, I think I did this in high school. I did this a little bit in high school and then in the beginning of college. I think it was my, hmm, I remember, no, Ben and I were married already. So it was my, I think my fresh, like end of my freshman, beginning of my sophomore year of college. But I had done this on and off in high school, which is why I did it in college when we had first got married. But I did this for like learning stuff because there were some subjects that like I had to listen to it like four and five times until the, the subject sunk into my brain. So what I would do is I would record myself either on my phone or on the computer reading whatever it was. So like let's say it was biology, right? I used to do this a lot for the sciences. 
whatever the chapter was, I would sit down and I would record myself reading out the chapter out loud to whatever computer mic I had at the time. I would save that recording and then when I was getting ready to go to bed, I would put it kind of nice and low and I would play it in the background and I would listen to chapter one, two, three, four, and five again in my fucking sleep because I'm like, okay, this shit is not clicking. I'm going to play it over and over and over in my head until it clicks. So you don't necessarily have to do that with your college classes or whatever it is, but you could do the same thing. So maybe there's a list of mantras. Maybe there's a list of phrases. Maybe it is, you know, what your life is going to be like once you've accomplished this, whatever it is that kind of excites you. Maybe that means you're like me and you, you do a recording and then you can play it while you're in the shower. You can play it on your commute to work. You could play it while you're taking care of your babies. You could play it while you're eating breakfast, lunch, or dinner. You could play it while you're fucking sleeping as long as your spouse doesn't want to kill you. Like you can do whatever you need to do. You can do whatever it takes to reprogram your brain. And the best part is because, okay, so I'm going to go back to being geeky and going back to the mindset and the brain, right? Whatever you do, and this is just in general in life, if you do a task over and over and over and over again, um, some of you might have heard about the 10,000 hours uh, theory, and obviously it's been slightly debunked, slightly not, but big, bear with me. The basic idea is if you do something for X amount of time, aka the magical 10,000 hours, it's not always that number, but bear with me. If you do something for 10,000 hours, then you become what the equivalent of the fucking expert is, right? So. It's the same thing with reprogramming your brain. If you create, let's say you create yourself an audio, right? You create yourself a three, four minute audio of what you want to accomplish, what your metrics are, and you listen to that fucking audio two times a day. You listen to it at breakfast and you listen to it at dinner and you listen to it two times a day for the entire year, right? You go big and you go home. You're like, fuck it. All I have to do is listen. It's not going to kill anything. I'm going to listen to it twice a day. And sometimes you have to listen to it, you know, at different times or whatever, but you do that and you actually commit to it because you know what you're trying to accomplish. You're trying to accomplish X. You're trying to accomplish Y. Because you have done that action over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, what your brain is actually doing, and I've talked about this before, but I want to bring it up again because it's, it's pretty important. What your brain is doing, your brain is physically creating new neurons and so that you get into the habit of doing X, Y, and Z, AKA in this example, listening to an audio. But it's not necessarily that you're creating new neurons because you're trying to get into the habit. The more you do the habit, AKA the 10,000 hours, the bigger the neuron in your brain gets. And some of them can be, again, this is obviously brain size, so they're all small to begin with, but some of them can be big, fat ass, gnarly neuron pathways where it's the equivalent of going from like, a walking path that the deers have created to a 10 lane highway because you've done that over and over and over and over and over again. So same thing, whatever your big picture is, whatever your feelings you're trying to chase, figure out a way to reprogram your brain and do it as many ways as you can. So that doesn't necessarily mean you have to create an audio, you have to listen to it, you know, 600 times, but if that works for you, fuck it, run it. For me, it just really works to have all these little like catches throughout the house, throughout my phone, throughout my desk, in my purse, in my office, whatever, right? But that is kind of my little, okay, I'm stressed out. Let me look there. Let me, and I've built that muscle memory that 
when I get overwhelmed, when I get stressed out, when I feel like I'm not accomplishing enough, I have my thing that I can rely on. I've created what was from, you know, this teeny tiny little pathway in my brain to this six lane, 10 lane highway in my brain. So that is the entire intention of it. Because if you can do that in one area, area of your life, you can take that same principle and you can apply it to another area of your life. So if you're doing this on money, you can take it from money and you can switch it to your health. You can switch it from your health to your relationship. You can switch it from your relationship to boundaries. The, the Holly cameo is timely, but basically the whole point of it is all of these skills that you're gaining, all of these muscles that you're building, you're still going to use them in other areas of your life. And in, if anything, you're going to make these other areas of your life easier too, because again, you have a skill that you've created. So with that being said, I want to dive into the journal prompts and I want you to, again, you can answer me out loud if you feel comfortable. If not, go to the show notes and you can go ahead and download the uh, episode image and then that way you can have it. If you see it, you're more than welcome, you know, tag me on Instagram, tag me where the fuck ever, it doesn't matter. I get, I'm going to put a little caveat out there. I get hesitant really diving into one social media platform just because throughout the years and throughout time and throughout how people feel, things change. So yes, I like Instagram a lot, like a lot. <laughs> yes, I love Pinterest. Yes, I love Facebook. Yes, I love, you know, I used to love Twitter. I don't want you to think that I'm like anti-social media anymore. I've kind of worked through that process of where I was like, fuck social media. But I also like to be timeless in the sense that I remember life before Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and Pinterest. And I know there will be a life after it because again, Zuckerberg is trying to create this metaverse thing. And maybe I'll be in the metaverse. Who freaking knows? But and maybe I'll do concerts in the metaverse. Again, who knows? But the whole point of this is timeless principles. So you can get the image wherever you want to get the image. You can download it wherever you need it to. And then you can use it to reprogram the fuck out of your brain. So with that being said, let's do the journal prompts. Journal prompt number one. If you only could accomplish three things this year, what would they be? Again, if you want to use two, you can use two. I won't judge you. All right. Question number two. Are you thinking big enough? So again, I go back to, if you're only accomplishing three things in this year, three of them, that's it, and then you're done. They need to be big enough. They need to be going big or going home. So instead of saying, I want to have a 2% raise in my salary, I went, fuck it, I want to double my income. Think big. It's okay. It's safe. I'm here to help you make it safe. Question number three, what are you going to, what are going to be your biggest obstacles or challenges? I want you to identify them now because I don't want you to get caught off guard when the shit hits the fan and it's, you know, what happens when it's eight o'clock at night and it's mosquito haven and you can't water the plants. What are you going to do? How are you going to pivot? How are you going to react? So then that way, anything that you can kind of prevent or get ahead of, you, you're not caught off guard. So what are going to be your challenges? What are going to be your obstacles to create these goals? And again, Number four, where do you need support? I do not expect you to do this all on your own. Thinking that you have to do this all on your own is just literally the recipe for a disaster. There is no need to be a martyr. 
No one wins by being a motherfucking martyr. No one likes a martyr. No one wants to be the martyr. No one desires a martyr. So don't be the fucking martyr. Ask for help. Maybe that means in support. Maybe that means in just having a a friend. Maybe that means having an ear. I don't care how you get support. Maybe that means someone does your laundry for you or cleans your house once a month. Whatever, right? Whatever you need for support. I want you to identify it. Where do you need support? Because you can't do this on your own. It's not healthy to do it on your own. You're not going to get a badge for doing it on your own. Because if you could do it on your own, you thunk too small. And yes, I said thunk, right? You thunk too small. So where can you go bigger? Where do you need support to go bigger? And then journal prompt number five. What makes this thing, whatever the goal is, the feeling, the desire, what you're chasing, what makes this thing worth it? So again, that goes back to identifying the feeling. So for me, what makes this thing of doubling the income, selling X amount of plants, hitting X amount of numbers in the podcast, what makes it worth it? Because I get to feel secure. I get to reprogram my brain from a fear-based mentality of, oh, I can only make money this way to, Margaret, that's literally fucking retarded. You're making money in a way that you've never made money before. You didn't even know 10 years ago you would have made money in. So how can you say you only can make money in one way? Here's a way to prove to yourself that you can make money in multiple ways and multiple easy ways. Not necessarily saying you're not doing the work, but it's easy. And therefore you can feel safe. You can make money in any fucking way you put your mind to. So what, with doggy snores in the background, what makes that thing worth it? What is the feeling you're chasing? And number six, how does it help you achieve that feeling? So again, I literally just went through it, but I'm going to do it again. So feeling secure and feeling safe is the goal, the thing, the desire that I'm chasing. So how does it help? How does it help that I'm achieving that feeling? What are the things that it's doing? How am I getting the positive reinforcements? How am I positively, positively, you know, subliminal messaging my brain? What are the things that I'm doing that prove to me over and over and over and over and over again? This is what I wanted. This is what I wanted. Oh my God, it makes me feel amazing. This is what I wanted. Oh my God, it makes me feel amazing. And and I can give you an example right now. When I go to sell my first set of plants for the year, I'm going to be, I'm going to feel pretty fucking amazing. When I go and I sell, you know, my next course that's coming up, I have to do a couple of audios and maybe I'll be able to do some over the weekend. If I get my chores done, I'm going to feel pretty fucking amazing. When I start to make bigger sales or think in a different mindset at work, I'm going to feel pretty fucking amazing. So all of these things are going to help me get the positive reinforcement that I need so that I can achieve that feeling so that I know that it's worth it. Got it? Okay. With that being said, yes, I did drop a hint that another course is coming out. Um, I don't know that I want to tell you guys the title yet. Hmm. Let me know if you want to hear the title. It's coming out in the next couple weeks. I want to do just like I did with Archiving Love. And I think that's going to be my flow going forward. I'm going to create a good chunk of the content behind the scenes ahead of time. Have it all loaded. Have it ready for you so that when you go and you buy the course, you can dive in whenever you want. Two o'clock in the morning and your kid's up and you, you can't go back to sleep. Dive into the course. Driving to work and you need to have something to listen to. Dive into the course. Sitting at lunch and you need to avoid, you know, bullshitting with some coworkers, dive into the course. Cooking dinner, dive into the course. It'll all be there ready for you versus trying to do this thing with creating it live and 
oh, if you're not on at this certain time, then you don't get access to the things. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not into that. I'm into timeless principles, not messy principles. So with that being said, if you're interested, just like I did with Archiving Love, I'm going to give the people that are on the newsletter first dibs at a stupid low price at the course. And then after that, anyone that stumbles across it, they're going to get it at full pop. So if you want coupons, if you want discounts, sign up for the newsletter and pay attention because I don't know if I'll be able to release it by my birthday or not, but it's, it's going to come soon. Whether January or February, that course is going to come out for sure. So be one of the first peoples to hear that. And I would love it genuinely. I don't care how you get a hold of me. Email, smoke signals, telegrams, whatevs, right? But whatever fresh start you're using, whatever thing you're going to take these principles and apply it to, I would fucking love to hear from it. Message me on Instagram. Message me on Facebook. Send me a thing on Pinterest. I have no clue how to use TikTok yet, but figure out how to message me on TikTok. Send me an email. Send me an audio file. It's, write me a letter. I would love to hear how you're taking this and applying it. And if you want to hear some feedback from me, you're more than welcome to. I'll help you hold yourself accountable. I'm here. That's my desire. That's my goal. So why not use me? All right. With that being said, I'm going to go take care of some babies and put everyone to sleep. I will talk to you later. Have a great fresh start. Bye. Have a burning question for me? Want that link I was talking about? Get access to all the resources and links that were mentioned in this episode and others over at margaretstevens.co. And if you haven't, don't forget to sign up for my VIP list where I share special bonuses, pre-launch coupon codes, and advice I don't share anywhere else. Thanks for listening.